0: Hey what is up everyone, this is Journey to the Eats podcast, the food podcast where me and my guests talk about food, our love for food, and everything in the name of food. This is your host Sid, and welcome to the show. For today's episode, we have Leandro Reyes, and we're going to talk about pho, Vietnamese food, Japanese food, poetry, and lots more. I hope you guys stick around and enjoy the episode.
1: Uh, actually, my last meal was a failed attempt to do Korean steak. Uh um, <laughs> Nasunog. <laughs> <That's> allog. <laughs> ano nga, hindi maganda yung luto, and hindi pumasok yung flavor sa loob. <laughs> Parang masarap yung yung outer whatever. Cuz the more I cook it, sembre na wala na, like evaporate na sugar, badley. Um, so lang siyang fried beef. alam mo yan, but I
0: I would have ah, gone yeah.
1: better if I just, you know, salt pepper. But ah. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, it's still food. still good. It's uh, not as, you know, it's not what I wanted
0: it to be. But mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, um, but was that for or were you cooking for... Like your family or for someone else? I'm going with my family, man. So, you know, oh. I mean, they like it.
1: lang ng dip, man. lang ng barbecue dip.
0: okay. Naagapan Is that something that would be some sort of the usual thing, uh, family mo, or was it like? Uh, let's do a little bit of a change. Uh, Korean. Naman nah,
1: dude. That was just a a random slab of sukiyaki beef and the ref. And we were like, this has been here for since like three weeks ago. No, nobody, parang lang namin recently na it was from my mother brought it in. Tapos it was a, uh, like a a pasalubong of some sort. Then nobody wants, nobody knows how to make sukiyaki. <laughs> um, and we were like, uh, you know, let's make some gyupsal. Because I was expecting since it's sukiyaki beef, right? My head, it's like super thin beef. Mm. But no, it's like a bigger slab of mm. of beef.
0: Like, siguro.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> so in my head, said Um Some gyupsal. Some you mm-hmm. sell barbecue, right? Okay. Manipis na beef. Manipis na beef. Let's marinate it in like store-bought Korean marinade. And let's like fry it or whatever. Um, but then <laughs> yeah. uh, and I don't know how to cut it. So, so I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a cook or chef or whatever. Um, <laughs> everything I know I got from the internet.
0: Uh, (laughs) like almost anything right now. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Uh, (laughs) That's okay, but at least they still eat it. It was still edible, and I think it's edible, it's good enough. (laughs) For sure, for (laughs) sure. If if not, no diarrhea. (laughs) Well, no, in a few hours, but I hope not. (laughs) All right, yeah, yeah. Good attempt, at least. At least there's an attempt to change things up. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, dude. i'll do better <laughs> next time i'll have it sliced thinly and whatever <laughs> anyways i'm talking to leandro reyes here who is leandro what do you do when what else what else is going on in your life just a little bit of introduction man
1: yeah yeah so my name is leandro reyes i'm a spoken word artist i'm a writer um i'm an events producer and on the side i do like odd jobs like um, social media management and uh, no, no, I wouldn't say odd jobs like just, I guess random jobs <laughs> Um I do social media management for a few uh, American brands I do um, content uh, content management for social media also Um I figured since you know it's part of my skill set it's not what I want to do but makes no
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, so I do it anyway um, but my main thing is writing I'm a I'm a poet uh, playwright screenwriter uh, but mainly poetry is my focus right now at least I'm um, working on my second my second book which is my first collection um, my first book is a collab with a graphic artist so that's, you know, different from a collection. I'm working on my first collection now and my second as, as my second book. Hopefully published by February next year. Um as I've said, gani na meetings now. for that. Um di ko lang muna kung saan yung mm-hmm. But you know, everything's in everything looks good. Uh yeah. I'm a event producers I'm an event producer too, so that's definitely, you know. I've taken. Uh, we're not doing
0: that right now. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Shit. Oh. <laughs> it's horrible. It's hor. It's just. Yeah. It's sad. It's horrible, but it's the reality that we uh, we yeah. have Hence, right now. The random jobs of like, yeah, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. do this and do that. Yeah. have to eat. So, yeah. yeah, but mainly I've known the other because of spoken word. I I've mentioned it in my other episodes and my other types of content that I also do spoken word um, which is again sadly I missed the stage so much like so I want to be on the stage performing and yeah that's how I knew Leandro but um uh one thing that I was really really curious of is because you doing um dungeons and Dr- dragons d and d are you uh, you do that right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and and really, really, really interesting, and um, I want to do that too. (laughs) I want to play, but jump on it, man! You know, (laughs) don't have
1: to be, don't have to read the manual even. You know, just just play with people who are who you know whom you know, Mm -hmm. and
0: you'll have a fun time.
1: (laughs) You know, studying will. Studying, well, <laughs> I say studying because you know it's nerd dumb and I mm-hmm. guess nerddom is according to D- Donald Glover, um nerdums or geeks or, or like the concept of nerd is like you have to um uh, something you have to study to like uh
0: appreciate. and I guess I appreciate, yeah. Mm-hmm. So
1: you know, studying will come later.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's that's fine with me, you know. But you mentioned about all these things that you do, you know, with with, with also with writing, you know. I imagine there's a lot of nights or days wherever you write. There's a lot of work into play, especially with your head. And, dude, um, are you one of those writers who really would like to? You know, when we associate with writing, sadly, it's all about drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Are you one of those writers who needs to drink, needs to kind of put your mind into, like, put something in your mouth, whether, you know, to smoke or to drink or to eat and with associating with writing?
1: Uh, You know, I do appreciate
0: whiskey a lot. Whiskey is my thing. But do you need it to write? Or do you necessarily associate it with, or it's a dynamite? Not really. Um, because the thing is, I'm allergic to alcohol.
1: So whenever I drink whiskey, I sort of, like, trigger my allergy. I just, you know, be careful with it so I don't <laughs> die. Um, but I'm not one to be able to, I'm not one to drink to be able to write. I know there are a lot of people who like uh, who, like, include the alcohol factor in the writing process Mm -hmm. but that's just that's not me mainly because i you know i can't if i do that all that yeah okay okay
0: fair fair enough fair enough but yeah i've known i've known people who are like that you know uh, because i know maybe maybe it's like you know liquid courage they can speak they can write more they can kind of learn and kind of activate some sort of an aspect of their brain so they can write better i, I suppose but i'm sure <laughs> dude i wish i wasn't i wasn't all,
1: all allergic to it I, I feel like i would be one
0: <laughs> but i i know that with writing comes with a lot of hours of sitting down or hours of really playing with your head what are your go-to snacks about it it's like three o'clock, I'm stuck with this poem that I have to do like my deadline or something like that. Like, I'm pretty sure you have these situations. What are your go-to when you have to activate your brain or if you're like, maybe just hungry and then, you know, during one of those, you know, writing nights?
1: (laughs) You know, pretty basic. I just go with um, milk and cookies. Uh, So, like, I have a dozen packs of Oreos. I'm not even exaggerating. Like, I have a... <laughs> I have, like, strawberry <laughs> Oreos, double stuff. I have everything. I have, like, a dozen cartons of milk, cartons of milk also downstairs. Um, I love milk. I love dairy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you mentioned, like, you had a vegan friend. I, I was vegan for a week. But when I realized that I couldn't have dairy, like, <laughs> no man, I can't.
0: <laughs> okay, pork, dairy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially milk. Uh,
1: I love milk. Uh, I love milkshakes. Uh, um, oh, I love milkshakes <laughs> Ice cream. Uh, like the milk stuff. I love it.
0: Oh, and that's what you do with like when you're writing. You kind of like chewing down some Oreo cookies or whatnot. Oh, yeah. oh, I was in in like um, a six-year-old. <laughs> That's <is, laughs> totally understandable. They don't know what to say because they you know they have this some sort of like, like not really like some sort of ritual you know like they would always have, to have a certain kind of gum to eat to, to chew, or a certain type, like they have this routine like they have to oh I have to have breakfast first and then I can write. Or I should always have coffee this kind of way. Do you know some people who have like, kind of like that? You know, they kind of associate some sort of ritual probably with drinking or eating. I think coffee is, you know. Oh, coffee, like productivity. Yeah, yeah. You need to have like coffee first.
1: (laughs) You know, I haven't thought about it that hard. But, I do know that that's the thing with some writers, that they just um, do a series of things or eat something, go through a virtual, and then be able to write. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not like that. Um, I just make sure that I'm always ready to write uh, wherever I am, wherever I am and, like save the ideas. Um, yeah, because the thing is, like for me at least, writing is something you don't have breaks from. Um, if you're a writer, your your yeah. ideas yeah. just don't stop. Mm-hmm. Even if you're They'll like in the pop. middle, <laughs> yeah, dude, they're just they're just there, and it's your duty to save them and lock them down, write them down, work on them later. Um, so. Actually sometimes, you know, I envy the people who have a process before they write because I guess that activates their, you know, writing brain. My hmm my brain's like just you know it's
0: always it's like horrible. random. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, dude. And that happens. That happens for sure. I sure. sure. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, right now, I'm doing my grad school and I'm, I'm writing a lot of articles for, for my brand. And I still take the time to write um, poetry. Right now, I'm really into page poetry because that's something that I haven't really kind of tapped into. I'm really, really into spoken word. But page poetry is a whole different game. But snacking is something to cope <laughs> uh, not cook desserts sometimes but when it comes to working i wouldn't necessarily you know writing working i wouldn't do desserts i would have like pancit canton or i would have like uh i don't know like like, any kind of ramen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm also guilty
1: for, like, consuming an unhealthy amount of pancitkandon, but I'm just trying to avoid it. Like, you know, I don't want to die right away. <laughs> yeah, I know sure. I have a bad track record of Canton consumption, so you know, I'm trying to balance it out a little
0: <laughs> For sure, man. For sure. like, <laughs> 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 um, said ka na sa sarili mo. <laughs> yeah. Dude.
1: Like, when yung, mo, pansit kanto na yung pumasok sa isip ko eh. But then again, like, my other, the other part of my brain went like, oh, that's something you're <laughs> trying to avoid. Um, don't say that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh I other people, that's how they work, you know? Like, they eat, pansit they eat something, they smoke, they drink, it's something, like, it's, it's, something to activate the creative juices or maybe leave you unstuck if you're stuck with somewhere. You know, you have to at least do something. And one of the yeah, easiest activities sure. to do if you're stuck is to eat something. <laughs> yeah. You know,
1: when I'm stuck, I just listen to, I listen to songs. I, I slow listen. I close listen to songs and, like, read the lyrics uh, while listening. I watch movies that are extremely like, um, like overly dramatic or like grand. And, you know, kasi, like my two cents is, um, the trigger fe- feeling is easily happening if, or like you're gonna prevent more chances to trigger if you're in a deep state of emotion. Um, so instead of tr- like forcing the trigger, induce the emotion first, mm-hmm. so that the trigger comes naturally, and you'll you'll be able to write more. You'll have better insight. Like there's this line from Phil K. that that is one of my favorite poems. It's called "Before the Internet," um, and it goes, yeah. "Parang have you heard this?" Yeah, I mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Like but diba- his friend, uh, like the. The toilet paper, doing yeah, Indiana
1: yeah, yeah. Jones. Yeah. yeah, dude. So they said they did everything they could have done for the summer, um, including not climbing the tree. Uh, so they Indiana Jones before, and then they went out to the tree that they have never climbed because it was too high. Because they were just kids, and it was too high. But now, they were just kids. Who just watch Indiana Jones. Um, so they climbed it. Um, and mm-hmm. I know it's a funny thing, it's a funny like sequence of events that he said, but you know there's a significant truth to it. Like, you know, watching Indiana Jones gives you a certain courage, especially as kids. Mm-hmm. So visit they said that. And then you'd be able to climb the tree. And if that climbing the tree is the metaphor for writing the poem, and then so be it. Um just, you know, provide your heart <laughs> With enough emotion from other sources of art, like film and music, mm-hmm. and like
0: other and and, and the trigger, and it'll come naturally, you know. Oh, that's that's a good way to take it. Not not necessarily forcing the issue or forcing yourself to vomit words so yeah. that you could oh, write. Never, yeah. Never. Um. Uh, on to the next topic, man. What is your relationship with food? Do you have a good relationship? Nothing really. You don't think about it. Uh
1: I. How do you say this? Uh, you know, I'm a sucker for as I've said like in our previous conversations. I love Vietnamese food. Um, I'm also a sucker. Like a close second is Japanese food. Um. So when it, when it, when like times come that I'm really bummed out or. I want to celebrate something or like, you know, things like this. It's food that I go to, to like celebrate or cope because, uh, you know, I'm a writer. And um, if, if ever I want to like wallow in my emotions, I have all the time to do that anyway. So might as well just, you know, if I don't want to do that yet, I just eat. And, and my eating, I forget that, I forget about especially if that's you know, if, if, if it's something that I'm I plan for, like this day, next week I will only Korean barbecue or like eat a giant bowl of pho. And when that day comes, I feel rewarded because I worked for it. Like I deserve this. It. Um, so it's I guess my relationship to it is like it acts as a coping mechanism but also as a reward. Reward. You know.
0: And I and with food comes with a lot of emotions as well, you know? It's when we think when we think of you it could be good or bad, you know, it could be some sort of escapism. It could be some sort of celebratory way to to kinda um you know Celebrate something, uh, have birthdays, that's why I think birthdays, you would think of eating It's a birthday bowling, it's not a birthday rock climbing, but usually you associate birthdays or celebrations with eating, you know, there's a lot of revelry and emotions to that, whether you're heartbroken, there's drinking, you know, whether you want to, when you're stressed, there's stress eating, you know, (laughs) So when we think of emotions and we we associate with words and and with poetry and emotions can also be heavily associated with food and with emotions comes people and with people comes um, history and stories. And that's the thing that I kind of want to connect with you with the level with. I had this previous conversation with with a poet, Gino. Uh, but, you know, he was an English teacher and he was a history nerd, you know, and the act of eating, though, the act of eating is like one of the most purest forms of of intimacy. That's why proposals are done over dinner. That's why heartbreaks are done over coffee in coffee shops. That's I why. The, like, Makes <laughs> sense. Uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah mo siya na ang whenever we connect stories, you know, whenever we connect something, must madari to associate with food. I don't know, like for me. That's why we had a lot of have a lot of food metaphors. That's why n daming kwento over dinner.
1: For sure, for sure. <laughs>
0: you
1: no, know, I think I I I sort of agree with that. But I think my My perspective, my version of it would be like, the purest form of giving is feeding. Um, I I think it's so basic to, it's just so basic to want to feed, Um, regardless of what walk your life you're, you're currently in. It's just, you know, it's always in a person's mind to be able to feed. Um, and relationships come with, you know, um, let's celebrate your win with a buffet, or like you published, I'll buy you a big ass steak. Um, and that's the grand side of it. But you know, at the at the end of it, you know, you're sick. I'll 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 cook you chicken noodle soup. Um, and I think that, that that there's a lot of emotion like tied to that.
0: And um, maganda good na to think of like doing like this some sort of exercise with connecting emotions with food and and, and visa vis connecting it with, with writing and uh, with poetry. I uh, uh, before we started this um, conversation, you know, we um, Leandro pitched this idea of watching this, letting me watch this this spoken word poem about food. You know, and me being a foodie, obviously, uh, um, I'm intrigued by it as well, on a personal level. And there was this poem about is Fa, which is uh, uh, it was this, this. It came, I believe, it came out because there was this person who was not a person of color who kind of talked about how Fa should be you know oh, and how oh, should be yeah, yeah. I think no, <laughs> operative no no like, yeah no, no. <laughs> and, and that's coming from a white guy you know and it's and it sparked the whole debate about it you know and how this this thing this need of just putting something in your mouth and it's a biological need becomes multiple layers of sociocultural cultural. Um, 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 intricacies and history that boils upon it. It's not just the noodles, you know? It's culture. It's people. It's history. It's not just simple beef broth. You know, and but no, it's not just food that you're messing with. Food. Yeah, It's not just food. You're messing with someone's culture. And you're missing someone's story. Maganda, and I don't know, you, you can probably tell the what was the, the, the overall message of the I you know, spoken word piece.
1: Um, You can say, I feel like it was just um, taking over a person's narrative, which is wrong in all art forms. Uh, and food being an art form in itself. Uh, culinary art Uh, it's just you know it's just weird it's just plain as weird that you talk to the camera potentially one million Vietnamese people are watching and you tell them this is how you should make your food you know it's just not correct It's, it's just weird um
0: uh, and it's insulting.
1: So, yeah, dude. I mean, I mean, not even for sure. It's insulting. But beside the point, like it's in most base. It's in mo- it. it in its most basic form. Um, it's just confusing.
0: <laughs> why, why would you
1: think that, right? Why Why would you think that you... you know better than the people who grew
0: on this stuff? <laughs> I mean, you could say, like, this is your own version of it, but it wasn't For the sure. case. It wasn't the case. It wasn't like that. It was really telling you how it should be.
1: <laughs> that- yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> like, especially
1: when you... When uh, when he said that sriracha ruins the flavor. No, man. <laughs> oh, so it's supposed to have sriracha. Mm-hmm. And, like, poison, right? Oh... Mm. Um, that's that Vietnamese food, and that's why I like it that's why I like Vietnamese food. They're all about the 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 herbs and the sauces and the extreme flavors that's like punching the face but you
0: you have control over how you want your food yes, to taste that is that's right it's personal you know yeah, it's, it's personal for you as well and for people who are who grew up on that. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, and I, I, I'm I, pretty sure like it's wrong for a Vietnamese per- person to, to tell another Vietnamese person to, you know, that's not how you're supposed to eat your pho. Like how a Filipino would be wrong to tell another Filipino to say, that's not how, te- how you eat your lugao. You're <laughs> supposed to put in more pepper or you're supposed to put in more toyo. But you know, you, you get to personalize the food because that's how you want it. That's how you, when when you, your luga or your goto gets served to you, it uh-huh. comes with condiments. Um, because you have your own personal way of eating it, and for sure. that establishes a relation that establishes a relationship with your food. And, and for a person. To say that, I'm an outsider to say that. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, double bad. Back. <laughs>
0: yeah. And hindi naman siya galing to like galing sa a purist perspective. Na uh, adobo should be this way, pa should be. Hindi ganon. G- ano lang? It's really just, it's not a purist perspective. Ano lang talaga siya. <laughs> like he was just really telling people na ganito dapat. Which is yeah. totally wrong. Hindi <laughs> ganun essence of of if ever you wanna reach out people through food, no, because I know food has history. Food has like some sort of, you know, you can put a standard that's even arguable. That could be I you know, worth for an argument. But at the end of the day, you know, you have to respect the people who made the dish and how they want it, and also. The fact that sometimes food can be personal. Maybe my my adobo really is just wala wala sauce, or maybe gusto ko talaga ng tuyo, ganun, ganun naman talaga. Or maybe you know, I like to eat a lot with QP mayonnaise. You know, if that's my yeah, t- dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and maybe I just love my food with sriracha so much. Then uh, naketawan talaga siya. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's a big no-no, <laughs> you know. And that's just beautiful, of, 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 of how the poet described it because it really means that food is not just for nourishment, no. Hindi naman hindi lang nila. It's the people itself. It's because it, it's related. To the history and their upbringing and their culture.
1: For sure, man. um Yeah, actually, the main reasons I like Vietnamese and then I like Japanese is because of pho and ramen. And, um like, those are my gateway dishes to appreciating the entire cuisine. Uh, like, because I like pho, I like rolls and bami. Um, like, since I like ramen, I like sushi. Um and like takoyaki. Uh but you know, speaking of these two like two dishes, which were also mentioned in the poem, um the host was claiming that tha is in the rise to take over ramen.
0: <laughs> it's messed up. Like, why would you have to take over something? <laughs>
1: Exactly. Exactly. That's my point. That's my point. Like, why would you want like if that's something you can do? Why would you want to do that? Um. But you know, the perspective, something perspective. you can't do. Exactly. <laughs> the perspective is just so messed up, and it's you know, it's not.
0: I don't know. I I. Like is it this dapat Lamba is it like one Asian thing? like, like sabay. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they, they could only be one Asian phenomenon at the time. <laughs> what? Oh, that, that's messed up. People, you guys should really check this spoken word um, um, piece. I'll, I'll link it with the description. Super, super good and really interesting. And it puts things into perspective about how food is really interrelated, integrated in, into history and people and culture. And, and sometimes it's, again, it's a gateway to understanding not just their food, but the people itself. Sometimes we don't know anything about Sudanese cuisine or, you know, or um, Russian cuisine, but food it could be the best introduction of it or Russian culture or Sudanese culture or Japanese culture. I don't know. Yeah that's why you know, exchanges during like diplomatic relationships they usually bring some sort of dish to introduce Yeah, them. from your hometown, yeah, from your oh, hometown. hometown. and that in that way you understand why is it you know why is pho like that you know and then you would understand oh because you know there's a lot of marshes in vietnam there's a lot of you know a lot of, of fields and, yeah. and a lot of rivers, and then my, my understand you understand, you know, and, uh, the scarcity what they had, and the influence of the French in incorporating beef and all that. And it's a whole different thing, and that's just a bowl of pho. But the and, thing is, it's not just a bowl of pho. You know, this is years of history and culture. And that's not, that's it's much more enjoyable to consume the food if
1: you know the work that has gone behind the food not just you know from the preparation that the are cooking but also who taught this person how to cook ramen and like the generations before him especially in Japan that's why it's one of the reasons why I'm in love with, with Japan as a country because they take their food seriously they they okay. pass the knowledge down from generation to generation it's like mm-hmm. I'm the fifth generation sushi chef of this restaurant what do you mean? You're like, you <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, like they've been doing like, this I'm for five
0: generations.
1: Generation. Yeah, dude. And. Oh. That's dedication. Of, and yeah, presentation and discipline too. Mm-hmm. And then the story of why ramen became a thing in the first place is mm-hmm. a, is a very, you know, I, I, when you know it, it's just so much more pleasant to consume
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, than i not known.
0: Uh, yeah. that's the gateway,
1: right? You <laughs> yeah. know, it tastes good. I wonder yeah, how yeah.
0: this came to be. Yeah, and then you would know more about their people and the culture and all that. Uh, there's moods when when I think of uh and and ramen. Uh, for me, ramen is a food when that I have to eat. if it's sobrang late kano ng Sobrang pagod kana sa work. <laughs> Ayaw mo makipag-usap to anyone. Like, sobrang stress ka. A bowl of ramen with just myself. Parang yun yung perfect situation for me. If I drink, if, if I eat ramen, it has parang, ano, yung parang mawawala, ma drain lahat ng stress ko. Pag, pag, ano, nga, nang, nang, if you eat a bowl of ramen, you don't want to talk to anyone. It's just you. And then malafil ko ano mawala yung pagod ko ganon yung ano yung association ko with the ramen with pa naman it's when I feel that I need to be energized like if it feels to be springy to be energized if ano yung parang I need parang I need energy kailangan ko like ah, may gago na ako today like kailangan ko ng, ano ng ng something to really boost that's why pho is consumed during breakfast to Vietnam then. Yin yung Yin association because there's a lot of fresh herbs. Yung broth is so oh my god, like it the, the it's very distinct yung know, broth, the, the ramen and and pho is so refreshing. Then you have this sriracha, like, oh my god, and then you have the beef brisket sometimes, you have this beef balls, and then ah, it's that's how I kind of associate. You know, like it's a perfect scenario for me. Like if I need yeah. to get things done, ramen. If I'm s i am I mean I mean pho. If I'm super tired, like I hate the world type of vibe, a bowl of ramen would comfort me. Ego, ego, how how do you kind of like so when scary, is man. when is the perfect time to eat ramen and, and pho? Obviously that's every day, but <laughs> <Good> for you. Um
1: <laughs> uh, for me, the man, I love I love company, so uh, I eat ramen when like I want company because in the Philippines, you know, people are crazy about it. So let's you know, let's eat something nice. Let's have a bowl of ramen. Uh, but for in Vietnamese food in general, it's not a big. It's yeah, exactly. not a widely appreciated cuisine here, mm, right? That's true. So if I want to, like, have a long time and have space, mm. if I want to reward myself for, you know, wanting fa and being Filipino at the same time, um, and, you know, just... I guess what I'm trying to say is that this is me allowing myself to want the things that I want, regardless. Um is at least majority of my friends. It's not their go-to. And and I understand. It's a I guess for Filipinos who love like a kick of spice, a lot of spice, super salty things, and like just a ton of flavor. Um it would make pho or Vietnamese an acquired taste. And I feel like I have acquired the Vietnamese taste. Um, and I fell in love with it. Uh, I wasn't, I was late into the party. I was, you know, I was wondering what's the fuzz about this f- like food store that sells Vietnamese food. I um, tried it once and my first bowl of pho i already knew that i wanted to learn more about pho why is this such a big bowl of all, like a lot of things um daving gulai oh di ba man? it's just the iba pang flavor ng pho oh. okay. merong bowls lang mm-hmm. mm-hmm. malalaki noodles pero marami pa rin leaves every time like herbs and you know, you know, made distinction but of pa. But every time, there's just a bunch of things in your bowl. Unlike ramen, you know, you have noodles and you have your broth and then you
0: have your toppings.
1: You have pa and then you have like, um, you have your beef and sometimes you have your beef balls and pork balls and you have brisket at the same time. It's just you know, if you think about it, it might be it might sound grand though. <laughs> um. But it's really fascinating, and I say fascinating in in the in the generous sense of the word, like um, there's a story behind it for sure uh so I guess that's how I fell in love with Vietnamese food and there's always they're always just so leafy, and it tastes so refreshing Tamara it tastes so refreshing.
0: So iba, iba yeah. yung ano niya Iba talaga yung effect niya. Iba yung effect sa ramen sa akin kasi yun. Na, kasi yung sobang rich kasi ng 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 broth ng ramen, uncommon yeah. rich means assassin like magte-takes mo talaga yung yung power ng broth talaga. But yung sa ano kasi yung sa uh, it's different. It's, it's I don't know, it's hard to explain, Kasi, but basta you feel so energized, ganang, ganang yung yung feeling for Maybe for people who don't like Vietnamese food, maybe they just haven't tried good Vietnamese food. <laughs> because it's so good, I swear to God, it's so good. Maybe it's na mess that I
1: that's a possibility too. Uh, yeah.
0: Oh, do you have recommendations? Uh
1: you know I'm You know, the best recommendation for Vietnamese food is just to plainly go to Vietnam.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> dude, but, yeah, dude, go to Vietnam and don't eat at the big ass restaurants. Eat at the oh, streets, the streets, sidewalks, and you know. These people just pay attention to feeding and survival mm-hmm. and
0: um, and it's relatively cheap, you know, even you know in a third world perspective. Yeah. They they,
1: they don't overprice. They mm-hmm. um I've talked to a few Vietnamese folks when I was there and I love it there, man. If I could live there I would. Um uh they just, you know, they're a they're very accommodating and they have a good sense of community. I see at least from what I saw or from what I experienced. I'm not an expert on Vietnamese culture. But when I expect in my week stay in Vietnam, and I will come back for sure, um it's just, you know, they pay a lot of attention to their food and since I am an outsider, um, I want to try things. And when I try things, they really explain what goes into the food and the process and what they do with it and what you can do with it. So they give you condiments. And so if you want spicy, you put this in. If you want salty, you put this in. Um, You know, you have options. And I think that there is a lot of liberty in Vietnamese eating. um. And I appreciate that so much. Um, Even banh mi, right? Like mm-hmm. you have a piece of bread, and you want this in, you want this in, you want that in. Go on. but you know, it it uh the 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 vendor or the, the chef of um banh mi will
0: always make sure that you're eating banh. Mi. Uh, you're you're always gonna get that taste. Uh, okay. So yeah. And yeah. it looks it would look really big. So, if, uh, if people, but me again, it's like this this French baguette, and then you know, there's just a lot of meat, vegetables, and there's like a dressing and then a couple of herbs. Yes. Yeah. Dude. It's so, so good. Yeah. And um, can go to the ng mga tao kasi motor <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, have you been to Vietnam? <laughs> Na ne- yung, yung wife ko Vietnam. Nice, nice. I guess to Vietnam,
1: it's just you know, banh mi is literally everywhere. It's like our fishbowl. Mm. You know, yeah, when banh mi like uh sellers are just you know all around the streets, and in in one strip you have like five of them. <laughs> <laughs> lang,
0: <laughs> yeah. Dude.
1: So it's, I know, it's not over, you know, they just charge the proper amount. They don't overprice it.
0: Um, you know, it's all about speeding and then Yes, for sure. <laughs> and it's, again, at the very end of the day, it's good. And then uh, <laughs> that's important. But um, yeah. us, you know, being writers and being um, spoken word artists as well, we, we tend to always, we have this tendency to always think, a lot about certain these things you know we kind of really learn about stories about it it's not we, we dive deep <laughs> into a lot of symbolisms as well sure. with, with just random things you know coffee is not just coffee anymore for us yeah <laughs> and food is a, a is an arena that to learn more about writing and, and poetry and something that you can definitely integrate in 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 whatever art form that you have you know um and that's just my key takeaway with with knowing stories and knowing how food whether Vietnamese or Japanese or anything there's more to it there's more to it you know lives are integrated your Lola adobo is into the spirit of that your your heartbreak in Starbucks uh, BF Paranyah. It's not just the Starbucks anymore. You know? That's where you your heart got crushed. <laughs> and, you know, that jollibee um, piece of chicken. It's not just you know, it's not just chicken. It's Popoy in Bash's, you know, that scene of him ripping out the the chicken skin. It's not just about that, but it's it's about depriving Basha's um, you know choices. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. So agency. <laughs> yeah. It, it might be silly to think about these things, but in a different way, it's not. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. For what it's worth, as a writer, you, you have to think about a lot of silly things to think about. <laughs> <Yes>. Um <laughs> Because they're silly until they're not. Um, mm-hmm. uh, they're silly until they're not silly anymore. Yeah. You know, people have to think about it already. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. yeah. So, it, it's
0: not just even personal. It could be something really impactful. That's why milk tea is not just milk tea anymore. Milk tea is now associated with the, the solidarity of Southeast Asian nations against China. You know, that's why this, we have the milk tea alliance of of Thailand, Vietnam. You know of Taiwan. You know they 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 call it the milk tea alliance. Milk tea is not just milk tea anymore. Taiwan, <laughs> dude. Taiwan <laughs> has the best milk tea in the world for sure, man. Taiwan. Oh my god, I have to go back to Taiwan and I have to visit Vietnam. Um huh. yeah, visit Vietnam. Um, yeah. Yeah,
1: Vietnam. Yeah, man, the recommendation for I go to Vietnam because Vietnamese food is very, like, personalized. Mm -hmm. I mean, to a certain level, it is. So, when you go to Vietnam, you'll have an understanding of what Vietnamese, what your Vietnamese food taste is. Um, how do you want your pho? How do you want your ban? Because these these people have been doing it for years, and they have they're they're providing suggestions of how you want you may want to consume food. So, there are restaurants who give out like very quality uh, Vietnamese food. But up until you've been there,
0: so amalang para gamitin yan. <laughs> mm. And like, all the hard work, and all that. And, I, again, this is just maybe just coming from two spoken word poets, but it's important to really think about these things, you know. Hindi lang, need a it's vegan longanisa. You know, and that's that's there's a lot of history, a lot of things, a lot of heartbreaks, a lot of love that comes into it. And you know, these stories should be told. You know. I mean yung maybe a vested responsibility as writers again to tell these stories. You know, culture, people, and food is one thing, one aspect that has a lot, a lot of stories to tell. Sure. Yeah. Um, Thank you so much, man, for joining the show. But you cannot leave if you can't the show if you don't give us a recommendation. Give me a dish, man, for people, any dish, Vietnamese or not, that they should try and why
1: um you know oh how about before we go i'll read you a draft of a poem i just wrote um, sure sure better <laughs> yeah okay the title of this poem is fernweg um it's a german term for the opposite it's for it's a german term for what passes for far sickness or the longing to go somewhere far or like in essence the opposite of homesickness, and you'll see my recommendation somewhere in here um it's my recent fascination towards food um okay um starts with an epigraph that goes uh the epigraph is from uh It's written by Anthony Kiedis, uh, the vocalist of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, These smiling eyes are just a mirror for... So much has come before those battles lost in one. This life is shining more forever in the sun. Now let us check our heads and let us check the surf. Staying, Staying high and dry is more trouble than it's worth in the sun. Anthony Kiedis. The sea salt on your skin will linger more than it should, as it should, you say, while pouring cheap beer over my blister. But it will, but it will only work if you are an Aquarius. I am unsure if I am, but I hope not. Right now, I am enjoying the sand in my lungs, the scorching Pacific breeze. And the spaces between your fingers. What is my wet skin for if not to end up under your nails? In the Bahamas. Pigs were left for dead and they survived. There is now a beach named after them. Such purity can only be dreamed. We don't deserve the sand we rest our bones on, I am sure. But the discomfort it provides is all the absolution we need. Close your eyes. Let's listen to this song that will be sung in a few days. While talking about shipwrecks. The word opposite of homesickness. And the origin of the taco. And the flickers of whatever is left of what we are currently burning.
0: There you go. All right, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> tacos, man. Tacos. Oh my god. Um, are living in Southern California, blessed to have lots of lots of tacos. <laughs> yeah, dude. The best Southern
1: California, What's his name? Do you know him, the Taco King? Um. See ano yung the final table.
0: The final table. Yung contest contest different nationalities. Uh, uh, yeah. The chefs. Oh the first. Yeah, dude, I'm crazy about that show. Yeah, I've I watched it that twice. <laughs> yeah yeah, me too. Like, oh my
1: gosh. Um I'm now watching I'm now starting to watch Chefs Table. Chef's oh, Table. Chef's right? Table. Uh
0: oh, the Chef's Table. table.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> I found it. You know, I found the chef's table in a recommendation in a poetry podcast. So <laughs> that says a lot. That really, really says a lot. is <laughs> dressed. <laughs> uh, oh, I know. Is dressed I'm not sure. I didn't go it. Anyway,
0: on the, yeah. Tacos, Taco King,
1: man. Yeah. Oh my
0: god, tacos. Anything, carnitas, lengua. Um, anything tacos every day, any day is so good, uh, especially with corn tortilla. I, uh, I, have, <laughs> I haven't I haven't
1: had the uh, opportunity to to taste a fish taco yet. Um, oh, so, so good! That's man. something
0: that's good. something I want to try soon. Hopefully. For sure, it's so good. You should. <laughs> Anyways, no. thank you, man. Thank you so much. Do you have anything to shout out? Anything that. People should look out for Oh, um, your shows. You know, um,
1: I'm just not sure where, when this would come out. But the, the thing is, I announce everything in my Instagram. So if you want to catch any of my uh, upcoming stuff at any given date, um, you'd for sure find it on my Instagram stories. So if you want to check me out and my work, um, you could follow me. At L R Bashang, that's Leandro Reyes for L R. And Bashang for Lola Bashang. L R Bashang. Um and I also announce stuff in my Facebook. So that's my Facebook is Facebook.com slash Leandro Reyes Poetry. Podcasts are announced. Um in my Instagram as well. I have two currently. Uh I have one with my Mai, Mai and I have one with Beachu. You know what you know Bea Chu, right? I, I feel yeah. Like,
0: yeah. Uh, we talked. We talked <laughs> about coffee for sure, right? Yeah, we talked coffee. about coffee.
1: Girl's <laughs> yeah. so obsessed. With coffee. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh, we Yeah, an whole
0: episode about coffee about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I have a podcast with her. I have a podcast with my name,
0: Mike, on my All right. Okay. Thanks, man. Thank you so much. And.